Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowering content to further empower your human. I'm your host, Inkeaching Waffle Robinson, and founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, Inc. I'm an award-winning technology executive, having been awarded Most Powerful Women in Canada Top 100 by the Women's Executive Network, WXM, in 2020. But that's not all. I'm a proud author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and viral sensation with speeches that have been viewed over 10 million times worldwide. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to the next episode of Empowered in My Skin. Today, I'm so excited to say that we have a repeat. He's our resident guest, okay? He's a great friend. And so anytime I really want to go into like someone who I connect with on a thought leadership perspective, he comes to mind and he is constantly working on content. And so this is exactly why we're bringing him back because he has some new fresh content that I was like, oh my God, we got to bring you in. But he's globally recognized as a professional speaker and coach consultant. He's your go-to when looking to get creative or tactical with your professional and personal growth plan. So please join me in a big podcast. Welcome for bringing back John Ribeiro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clapping for me. It's so awesome. I'm going to take you with me everywhere. <laughs> you are, you are extraordinary and an amazing friend and, um, you know, oh, full, you. full, full disclosure, because I like to be real on this podcast, because that's how empowered we are. This was a, this was, that was a take two, you know, take one. I, I, I didn't come in the most authentic way because I was actually reading the bio of somebody who I consider a really great friend. And he's like, just speak from your heart. So that was a lot better, didn't it? It just landed. <laughs> yes, it did. Thank you. <laughs> so, John, we are in 2022, towards the end of the year as we wrap up. You how know, did we like, get here? You know, how oh did we get gosh. here? And and this episode puts us, you know, closer to the end of um, this particular season um, on the ep- on the podcast. But more importantly, like you know, as you sit where you are right now in 2022, and you think about like, and you reflect on the last two years. Like, what is your biggest growth that you have realized mm. in this moment? Wow, such a deep question. I thought you were going to take it easy on me. I, guess I you did. Never that was there. very easy. That was extremely <laughs> yeah. easy. What have you, where have you grown in the last two years? It's very um, easy. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's an interesting question because I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what's different today? Or what's happening in the world, what's happening in business, what's happening inside of organizations, the world's, you know, what I do see are, are people trying to go back to the way things were. And like, that's not the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Like going back, why? Cause now things are, I feel a lot more progressive. One of the things I was actually doing today 
you know, part of my research is I'm always looking at job postings. I'm looking at organizations to see what are they offering the world? Like, what are they offering new employees? I don't care what anybody says. The great resignation is not over. It's Mm -hmm. still happening. People, you know, every time I jump into LinkedIn, there's somebody leaving an organization somewhere, somebody that has, you know, 15, 20 years of tenure with an organization, they're no longer there. And the reason is because they're they're voting with their feet in the way they're being treated inside of these organizations. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is there's tons of organizations that understand this. They get this, the remote thing, like just working remote. Like if you're not doing it as an organization, like you're making a mistake, you're, you're losing top talent because you don't want to give people the opportunity to work at home because you're telling them you don't trust them to mm-hmm. be at home anymore. And you want them back in your physical space. Like, come on, like people have been working diligently over the last two years, remotely giving it their all, giving it even more than than 100%, sometimes 120% to catch up with all the work that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is, you know, organizations are going back and shifting back to the way it was. And that is a mistake. And the the one thing that's been sitting with me is, you know, who am I? What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? So, and, you know, we've talked about this. I've shifted out of corporate into this entrepreneurial realm that I'm in right now. And it is, you know, it's, it's a bit crazy. It's, you know, it's, it's one thing to think about being an entrepreneur and having these, you know, great dreams where you're going to be on a beach coaching one day, which is my ultimate dream. I have a, a video that I did for the future, for the future me. So we can watch it and laugh at it together, having a Corona pun intended. Right. <laughs> but it, um, you know, the one thing I've been really thinking about is what's authentic to me, right? Mm-hmm. What's real to me and where do I want to be? Who do I want to stand for? And what's, you know, I, I heard this line legacy is not what you create for tomorrow. Legacy is what you live today. Yeah, And I love that because we forget that, you know, we're all thinking about our legacy and what do we want to leave as our legacy? Who wants to get recognized when you're dead? You're not here to be recognized when you're dead. Do it now in the moments that you're living in. And I feel like if I can do that and I can make an impression and I can really hit somebody hard in a place that counts in a very positive way, then I'm doing the right thing. And if I can get my message across, you know, in terms of who I am and what I'm able to offer the world, then you know, I'm constantly thinking about that, you know, who am I and what can I offer the world? What can I offer the world today? Part of the reason why I love being on your podcast, Inc., is because you give us the opportunity. You give all your speakers the opportunity to be their authentic selves, right? It's not like I'm not here to, you know, to sell anything. I'm not here to you know, showcase something that's not real or unauthentic to me. I'm just being me. Yeah. And I love that about this. Right. And, you know, and, and both of us from an alignment perspective, we want to be able to give that value out to the world because the legacy we live is today. Yeah. And what we're doing is what we're, you know, the legacy that we're living up to today. And that's what we want to be recognized for because that's who we are. And I think a lot of times we get stuck in who we aren't or other things that come in, you know, responsibilities of, I got to get a job. I got to pay my mortgage. Listen, I'm in that boat too. We're all in that boat. We all got things that, you know, we've accumulated in our lives that we're still paying for but you know they have dividends later on which is fantastic because we're leaving that either to our kids or our family or somebody right um and how do i keep moving forward in that space how do i even though there's moments where man it's tough i just I'll just go get a job because that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it. Some <laughs> of you are listening to this. Lot, so, you're talking about that yeah. in the B-roll. it's a lot harder. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, some of you might be listening, thinking, oh, getting a job is tough. It's, it's really not. You just have to have the right approach. And if you need it, come, you know, join me on LinkedIn. I shared tons of insights on how to do that effectively. But it's, it's when you step into your own and be yourself, that's where things start to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, get the, you it know, gets and scary it, and it gets hairy. It gets hairy and scary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and I think about, you know, right before this podcast call, we were talking about our parents. And, you know, the one thing my dad left with me was he was an entrepreneur his whole life, right? He 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 ran his own business. He had his own company. And the one thing he always told me to do is just stay away. Don't do this. Go get a big, you know, get a job inside of a company. Let them take care of you. And, you know, now that I'm here and I'm, you know, finally on my own, it's like, Okay, I get it. But at the same time, there's something that you can give back to the world on your own that you can't give inside of an organization. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can do that. Maybe you can have that impact. Well, I have I have I a think, completely different. Yes, I totally yeah, believe that you yeah. can give because not everyone is designed for entrepreneurship. But I truly mm-hmm. believe that everyone is designed to live in purpose. Everyone. Correct. And so when you can meet that, when you can make that alignment, and I, and the one thing I do love, so all of that. So by the way, John and I spoke about this. I asked you one question and, and we're now at eight minutes. In, so. <laughs> all right. All right. But anyway, no, no, no. But, but if I, if, you know, the takeaway that I had from, you know, in terms of where you are on today is around that authenticity. And thank you for mm-hmm. the compliment that you, that you paid to the, to the podcast. But I think what it meant, what it really took for me is, and what I encourage everybody is like where you want to position yourself and who you want to be at any given time is, is a person that's living at the highest, truest expression of themselves, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that place where you like, you're so exposed that all you can do is actually receive what the world wants to give back to you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you have <laughs> nothing to pretend, nothing to hide, nothing to protect, nothing to defend. That's, that's like your truest authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and when you're living in that space and, and funny enough, right, you know, I, I've been listening to, to programs and just different speakers and different authors, you know, when you're in your authentic zone, you end up creating your own flow. Mm-hmm. Right. And what ends up dropping is that resistance that you feel mm-hmm. the resistance of, you know, this is difficult. Well, you know what? It doesn't have to be difficult. Mm-hmm. When you're in flow and when you're authentic and you're being genuine to yourself, there's going to be moments that are, you know, you're, you're going to go, you're, you're going to feel like you're swimming upstream and mm-hmm. there's this rapid wave coming at you. All you got to do is turn around and go with the flow mm-hmm. and then it becomes easy. But we're trained and conditioned to not think like that. We're yeah. think we're, we're trained and conditioned to think it's got to be tough. You got to, you know, put in the hard work. Yes. But you got to do it in a way that's, easy yeah right and i know this might sound a little and you know my, you bro- my brother said that it's so funny that you say that because people that look at me from the outside probably see me probably see what looks like to be someone who's really really busy and i remember my <laughs> brother said to me after my dad passed he says you know kiddo you're doing whatever you're know, paraphrasing here but you know doing really good job and great work in this zone other. he said just do less he said do less no do more with less or something like that you know, to mm-hmm. that effect. And I understood what that meant. Like, you know, you, you can slow down and life and where you want your life to go will actually speed up. It's weird how yeah. that works. <laughs> well, so, and, and I know this isn't part of your questions, but you know, it, it comes down to none, what do you want to manifest? None of this is part of my question. Yeah, yeah. The first question <laughs> <Yeah>. you took- <laughs> 
we it's talk- okay. It kind of sounds like one of my podcasts. It's fine. You start with one question, you go on a complete tangent. But, but it comes down to the power of manifesting, mm-hmm. right? And when you're manifesting, when you genuinely feel like you're in that zone where you're manifesting, it's easy. Mm-hmm. And you always get what you want because you are constantly manifesting, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're manifesting the amount of income you make. You're manifesting the type of life you have, the type of relationships you have with people. A lot of people you think know, though, one... the, a lot of people think that um, manifesting, and maybe you can, you can explain that a little, but when people think about manifest, manifesting, they're thinking about manifesting the good. But what they don't recognize and what you said is really important is that you're always manifesting. Mm-hmm. And so if you're always manifesting, then, the re- <laughs> then you're creating the reality of, of the life that you're currently living. Both like full spectrums, like if you want to call it good or bad. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's hard you get for exactly, people. It's very yeah, hard for people you, to buy that. You, you, get it, you get exactly what you don't want if you keep thinking about what you don't want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so the one thing, you know, I've been thinking about is, you know, recognizing it and just catching that thought saying, you know what, I want to let this thought go. One of the exercises I do with the thoughts that I don't like, or, or thoughts that don't empower me, I tie them to little balloons, Yeah, you know, meta- metaphorically, I, and I just let them go yeah. and I let them drift into the distance where I can't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. And that starts to relieve that pressure right? It starts to relieve that stress that's associated with that thought because we're constantly in these moments of difficult thoughts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, today, and, you know, going back to your original question, today's world isn't more difficult than it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just I think it's just different, mm-hmm. right? And, and if you can adopt to what's different and adjust to what's different, then you can be where you want to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And, and I think we're, what we've lost over the last two years is really planning for the future because there's been so much uncertainty over the last two and a half years. We don't even know what's certain anymore. Mm-hmm. What I know is certain is whatever you have in here in terms of your thoughts, mm-hmm. whether or not you're manure working inside of an organization, these are the thoughts that are going to drive you to where you want to be. Yeah. And I love the exercise. And I think we've done this a few times is, you know, think of five, 10 years out. Who are you? Who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And what are you offering the world and how are you serving? Mm-hmm. And that starts to, you know, starts to shape. And you think about it like reverse engineering yeah, to no, a place where totally true. you I, can get there. Totally right? true. I, I said, you know, in 2018, I put on my vision board, you know, that my desire is to become a billionaire. And the way I'm going to do that is to help a billion people think in ways that's empowering. I didn't have anywhere close to a billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have anywhere close to the influence over a billion people, but just that started this spiral of, you know, suddenly I would, you know, met with a financial planner and I'm like, Oh, well, I'm in the mill, you know, you get in the millions and then, yeah. Oh, you, you know, suddenly there's like 10 million people following, like, you know, that watched a video that I did, you know? So it's, you are so right. You can create the life that you truly desire, but you, you actually need to envision it first. Like that's what the requirements. So you yeah. touched on it some back a good time ago and I want to go back there. So really talking about how the work environment has shifted since this is a big space that you play in. One of the things mm-hmm. that I heard, but I do want to challenge a bit is like, yeah, a lot of big corp, right? Like, so if we're talking about big corp, a lot of big corp have, let's just say they have leases on buildings that mm. um, they're that where their workspaces, right? So if I'm a big corp leader, I'm going to actually make plans that, will invite my, 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 my employees back into the office. Like that's just a, right. A thing. And so being a, being an employee of a big corp, I think some of the fundamental things that are important is because the big resignation is, is great. 
cool, people are resigning. But are you resigning for the right reasons? Because you can resign and start to work for a company that totally supports remote work, but then you're mm-hmm. not moving your, your butt, puts on 20 pounds in a year from now, and are you going to be that happy sitting at home 20 pounds heavier? I've heard what people have been saying mm-hmm. in the last two years of quarantine. So sometimes, so I'm just I'm making it that simplistic, but sometimes mm-hmm. we don't really think about what, are, what is the opportunity I can create for myself if I'm going back to work? We look at it as a doom and gloom, and, and, and we're obviously always waiting for employers to come and tell us that day when we need to go back, which, again, is now forcing somebody, rather than you being proactive, to say, you know what, I'm going to go and try and do some voluntary thing. I'm going to start to take myself back to the office, even though nobody's asked me. So my question to you, though, is as we think about how the work environment has shifted today, there's, mm-hmm. I think there's arguments on both sides of the coin. Right. Like, you know, so, you know, speak to some of the positives that some people can get, because, yes, there's a big resonation, but not everybody can leave their job. And some people really, truly have to go back. And I hate to use the word back because I never do in my vocabulary. They're going forward to work because Mm -hmm. back is going back. When you go back, you can't erase COVID. You can't erase the two years. You can't. You can only go forward with everything that we've mm-hmm. we've gained or lost or whatever as part of that equation. So as people think about going forward to work, you know, let's talk on the plus signs first, plus signs, and then yeah. the downsides and what people should consider. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and just one small correction. Yeah. So everybody's talking about returning back to work. The truth is we've been working this whole time. Yes, we have. Right? Yeah, it's return to office. So return we're returning to, office. to the office. office. We're I, returning I to the Thank physical you. space. Thank you. And, and I think it's important to recognize that there is a lot of benefits in doing that because you're making connections you couldn't make over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. And actually, you and I, we actually talked about this, where you can still make that connection over a virtual mm-hmm. platform like Zoom or some other platform. But I think the benefit of actually being back in the office with people is you get to connect with them at a very different level. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, and this is going to sound a little woo here for a second, but we have energy that we're giving and we're taking constantly from, Mm -hmm. you know, people around us. It's a little bit more challenging to do that over a virtual session. But when you're in a room, like you you and I, we know this, right? When we're in a room, 100 people, we got 100 people listening to us in an audience. You feed off of that, and it just brings you up. It so I'm going to challenge you on that. I'm going to even challenge you on that. And you know I'll no, challenge you on that. Because a minute ago, you're talking about we are constantly manifesting. And we so, are. Right. And so... <laughs> So if you continuously manifest, which you are, that virtual is yes. so different than in person, people buy into that, right? But I'm Correct. just, I'm trying to say right now, John, right now, John, short of probably we would hug if we were together in person. I am not 100%. getting, what? hundred percent. We would have hugged. A, yeah, I we might've done a high five or something awesome. like that by now, blah, blah, blah. But I'm gonna be honest with you, the way, the way I'm vibrating right now it's not going to be more. It's not. It's not going to be. It's not going to be more if you were here in person. I. I will say there would be physical touch, and I don't mean this in an intimate way, but we might high five mm-hmm. in my bump or this any other. But you, I've already like before you came on. I knew that this was going to be an amazing, excited, fun time. <laughs> but a lot of people don't allow themselves that opportunity to be that free, that open. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Sorry, I just have to. I have yeah, to go back no, to there because no. we've been doing hybrid for a really long time, <laughs> where people and people are have always been dry 
on video, mm. right? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, if you are going to be, you know, just one thing, right? If I could say one yeah. thing to the audience, outside of returning to work and being physically in spaces with people. Returning to the office. You, you did, it, did it too. Return to the office. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Man, I've been so conditioned Everybody by understands the media. what they mean. Wrong. <laughs> yes. The, um, you know, turn on your video. Yeah. Like, I think that's yeah. one thing, right? Like, just, you know, one thing, turn on your video. But when you are, and actually... And I want to talk about intention for a second, right? And, and I love this because one of the exercises that I've been going through over the last couple of months is really just setting a daily intention. What do I want my day to look like? Who do I want to meet? What kind of impact do I want to have? And it doesn't matter whether you're virtual or in person, set the intention, have a practice. And I know you have a practice every morning that you go through. We've talked about this on another podcast, but I want to invite everybody else to do. And actually there was a word that you use when when you're being invited back in, it allows you to say yes or no. Mm. Right. And, you know, you talked about returning back to the workspace and being invited back into the workspace is very different from being demanded to be in the yeah. workspace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, actually, I don't think, I know that when the invitation's there, there's going to be a lot more people that want to go back Yeah. Mm-hmm. versus being forced. Right. Yeah. I, I was listening to Kevin O'Leary the other day. He was talking about how he surveyed his people And he had, you know, his initial impression was 15% of the people wanted to go back into the workspace, into the work environment. After he surveyed them, 55% want to continue to work from home. And then of the 45% that responded that they wanted to be back, they wanted to be hybrid. So, you know, regardless of what's happening with all these giant workspaces, I think what's important is for the employers that are out there, you have to make it inviting. Mm. And be careful how you invite, right? Because I've also seen the opposite where, you know, they there was a, oh man, uh, forget the organization. I'm not going to call out any company, but what they have is, you know, people were walking back into the workspace and somebody was holding some signs at the front, like his little jokes to say, oh, I'm, I'm sure your dog misses you or your chair at home misses you. I know it sounds funny, but there are people, and listen, I got a COVID dog. I picked mm-hmm. up a, a dog during mm-hmm. COVID and- mm-hmm. And this guy is so attached to us. Like he, he walks around everywhere and yeah, he's going through anxiety. If we're not home like, he just loses it. And I, it's just a dog. Right. But you know, my dog is part of my family. Yeah, I get And how that. many other people are going through that anxiety? So, you know, for those that are back in the workspace, don't go back to just everything being normal. Be, be intentional and be cautious of how people are feeling around you as well mm-hmm. because there are people that are feeling anxious about being back in the workspace mm-hmm. there was one person i was speaking to he still wears a mask and keeps mm-hmm. his six foot distance from people and all i'm all i want to say for everybody is just respect that mm-hmm. i think more than anything we need to respect what's happening around us and different people are reacting differently to this just respect it and be conscious of it and don't, you know, unintentionally, you're, you know, have that unconscious bias of, well, you know, this person's silly. We're here. Like it's not a big deal. We're triple vax. We're fine. The truth is not everybody's comfortable with that. And just, you know, if there's one thing, you know, for the listeners that are there that are listening to this podcast right now, just be aware of that. Yeah. And your gut will tell you what feels right and what doesn't feel right. That's a very valid thing. And if, Right. And if you go home thinking, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that today, then, you know, you're not on the right path, but you can make that adjustment for the next time you're in. Yeah. So, you know, be in tune with that. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Really great insight. So 
Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because we've taken up so much time not answering the questions that I had actually earmarked for you. There is a question that I did want to ask you. Just saying, um, there's a question that I wanted to ask for you before I go into rapid fibers and start to close out the pot, the episode. Mm-hmm. But you know, you talked about um, earlier on, and I wish I had written it down, but it was really around, you know getting a job or the, that next opportunity is not really that hard. It's just there's tactics and there's maybe strategy that you just need to, and an approach to it. But, you know, all that said, what is the biggest challenge in 2022 for a job seeker? So the way I look at it is from what I've seen, and just based on the research that I've done and the people that I've worked with, it's just connection, right? Job, you know, when it comes to, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, when was the last time I really applied to a job? Right now, it's been decades. I've never really applied to jobs. I talk to people and I'm like, hey, I'm in the process of looking for something. And then, you know, what ends up happening is, hey, here's an offer. Here's an opportunity. Go talk, right? Um, Go do your thing. So it comes down to connection. And I think what's been lost over the last two and a half years is people have forgotten how to connect with other humans. Mm right? They've forgotten that it is about relationships. It's about connections. It's really not about what's on your resume. Like who cares what's on your resume? You know, there's a million other people out there that have similar skill sets, similar, well, maybe not necessarily similar experiences, but from a skills education perspective, a lot of people have the same things. Mm -hmm. And what ends up, you know, what employers look at, or at least from what I've seen, is how are you able to connect with them? How are you able to establish rapport? And I know we we talked about, we did a whole rapport building podcast mm-hmm. a while ago, and hopefully you link it back to this show because it is about that rapport and it's how quickly you can build and establish rapport. You know, for, you know, I don't think you know this, but I, I photographed for 13 years and I photographed weddings and special events. And my job as a photographer mm-hmm. was to show up to uh, to a bride's house or a groom's house, not knowing them at all and just kind of meeting them for the first time because I was outsourced freelancing doing you know working for other organizations my job was to establish rapport with them within five to ten minutes so I can get the best photos of them Mm -hmm. for the day Mm -hmm. you know and and it became a skill that I had to develop in order to build that relationship so I can actually get the photos that they wanted Mm -hmm. which is you know what made me popular in terms of them wanting to work with me again Mm -hmm. or recommending and referring me to other people. Mm -hmm. And that's how I built up my, you know, my portfolio as a photographer, but the same applies in job search today. You know, you have to build up those connections and it's not something some people can do it instantly. You know, some people walk into a room, they can establish reports. I'm going to be your best friend before we leave. Mm -hmm. Some people have that skill. Not everybody has it. Other people, you know, uh, even for myself, when I first started, it took time to build Mm -hmm. and a relationship is, and you know, I think about the relationship that we have. It's something that we've been working on Mm -hmm. for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years. I I don't even know how long it's been anymore, (laughs) but it's something that we've built slowly over Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what allows you had to you at come hello. back to your podcast. I had you, I had right? you at hello. I had you <laughs> so at hello. You were just like. <laughs> how did this happen? Like, how do we even get here? And, you know, how do I, you know, how am I a repeat guest on this podcast? It's because we have alignment. We have the same values. We know where we're going and we want to help each other get there. Yeah, yeah. And I think when it comes to job search, it's all about that. It's how are you going to, you know, what are your values? How are you aligned? And how are you in the organization getting getting yourselves to where you want to be yeah, yeah. and how are you the catalyst to help them move forward? Yeah. And I think people forget about the value that they have 
and is thinking about, I got to sell. It's not about selling. It's about sharing, you know, sharing your values, sharing, you know, what your vision and mission is in life and then aligning that with the right company. And if you can do that and you build relationships with the right people inside of those companies, that's where the job search starts to turn around for you. You know, there's nothing that stops you from reaching out to a CEO of a company and saying, Hey, I love your company. I want it. You know, I want to work with you guys. You know, here's a couple of things and I'd love the opportunity to just chat with you. And I can tell you, you know, maybe not all, you know, hundred percent of the time, but at least 30% of the time or 40% of the time, you'll get a response from the CEO. Right. And people are thinking, you know, but this is, you know, CEOs are busy. Why would they even want to talk to me? doesn't matter. Try it. 40% of you're going to, you know, I'm on the flip side of that because I'm on the flip side of that, um, to wrap up this question where I'm, you need to be so convinced about who you are that, that the CEO is a title. You just know Mm -hmm. that that human on the other side of the title, you know, will life will be better because they're connecting with you. Like you have to walk with that level of, 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 I'm going to mm-hmm. call God, Godfidence, confidence, but you have to walk <laughs> with that level of confidence because why not? What other lifetime are you going to be able to be that confident about yourself? John yeah. talked about legacy. Like it's in, it's in, it is in now. It is not in then, and it's not in, in accumulating something more or this, any other. Stop waiting for more confidence. Just pack on courage and go on about your business and be convinced that anyone deserves to connect with you. Anyone. 100%. Just be certain. Just Live be in a certain. state of certainty. Live with a level of certainty. Get you there. It's crazy. I love yeah. it. So, John, rapid drivers. Woo! Um, all right okay we're here remember <laughs> rapid, so oh rapid thrive rapid <laughs> when you think of somebody who who inspires you who comes first to mind in this time of your life now and why yeah no right now it's my mom okay. right so my mom's no longer with us she's you know she's been gone for over a decade but you know she lives in my memory she's always with me and the one thing i always think about is just be persistent and be determined those are the two attributes I take forward with me because I know that's, that's how she lived her life. And that's the model that I used to live. I love it. A daily activity that helps you with your thrive. Oh, exercise, uh, swimming. So I'm training for a triathlon. So it's swimming, running and cycling. Wow. Um, something I do daily. Uh, it's a mini, it's a mini. Okay. It's a, I'm getting myself back in the waters, but, uh, yeah. That's so awesome. that's, I love that. that's my thing. A book that's helped you with your thrive recently. Oh man. Well, so <laughs> dot com secrets by Russell Brunson okay. and SG, it's all around networking and, and networking online. Okay. Dot com secrets. I love it. It's a new one for the podcast. Mm-hmm. An app that helps you with your thrive. Oh, an app. Um, you know what? I, I, let's just go basic. I use my notes inside of my Apple phone mm-hmm. and that is awesome. Just I love it. Do you share notes with other people ideas. too? Yeah, you share I do. Notes? The grocery I... list is like the best. How come we don't share notes? We're like inspirational we junkies. We, we should have an inspirational note. Like we're sharing where we put right. thoughts and ideas and quips and little tips and all this kind we, of stuff. We can do that for sure. Okay. In this time of your life, I'm not talking about like recently, right? So as much as you can, based on where you are in life right now, what is one misconception that people have as you as they see you doing your, you know, your challenge videos on LinkedIn and thriving, you know? Oh, they think I have all the time in the story. They don't know how I do it. 
I think that's the, the, the misconception. And, you know, my response is just do it. Mm. You'll find time. You know, there's something I called, I learned is net time, no extra time and, and filling in those little gaps, yeah, that's whether okay. you're going for a walk, taking the dog out, doing a little bit of exercise. Listen, most of my videos are recorded outside of my gym. Yeah. I sit on a, you know, I sit on a rock cause I'm going to my car and I'm like, okay, I got four minutes. Let's just put something together. Yeah. So use and leverage net time. Net time. No, no extra time. No extra time. So you're waiting in line for a coffee, type something into your notes, capture it and save it for later. No like there's time. tons of like that net time that we don't leverage. Right. I love that. That's great. Okay. So where do we find you? Well, we know we find you on LinkedIn, but any, any initiatives, that, any challenges that you have coming up that you want to speak into the space? Yeah. Well, so I'm just wrapping up a, a focus challenge, which is really around focusing and putting more focus in your life. So I'm just wrapping that up. Um, in the future, I'm going to, I don't know yet. You know, I got to. You I'm should join me on my challenge. Gonna, yeah. I, 26 day challenge, I think is what you were talking about. Posi- t- 26 days of positivity using the alphabet um, and sharing messages mm. under a minute. Okay. I like that challenge, but I'm also going to put out one a take. career secret challenge and one career take. secret challenge. Okay. Career one secret take. challenge. Okay. One and take. it's a one, one take challenge. One take challenge. So that means that okay, if you get take. to like once the minute, you have to post whatever that is. That is. Okay. Perfect. I've been practicing that. So we're it's good. It's the perfectly imperfect challenge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and so, we're, so sorry, I, I cut you. So LinkedIn, where else can we find you? Yeah, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, under the name Coach John Ribeiro is typically what I go by. If you're on Peloton, it's Coach John T. Dot, you know, <laughs> so there's a bunch of different places. But ultimately, it's just Coach John if you want to connect with me. Okay, and podcasts? Podcasts. Uh, so I just launched a new podcast called The Contrast Show. And I don't know if I want to link it out yet, but I'm, I'm in the process of putting another podcast together. Mm-hmm. Um, which is going to be in and around career development, leadership. I'm very excited about that. Something I'm launching, I'm going to say like summer. Okay. So, yeah. Very excited. Thank you. And so as a parting question, you know this because I think I've asked you at least eight times already. But right now, remember, because you've been a repeat guest, you can't cheat. It has to be this moment on this day that we are recording this. What does it mean to be empowered in my skin to you today? Just being genuine, mm. being genuine to yourself. I think that's, that's empowered in my skin. It's just being genuine to myself and, and allowing that to be okay. Woo! That last part, that's everything. Well, Mr. Ribeiro, John, my friend, my, I could call you like one of my good friends, my great <laughs> friends, right? I, uh, yes. it's always such a pleasure. It's always such a pleasure. Um, you know, I'm getting better at interviewing you. You know, <laughs> I knew how to like wind in some questions on today. So you give me, you give me, help me with my practice, you know, my interviewing practice. But that said, I just, I, I love, I love, I love how you lead the conversations and I love all of the amazing insights that you fit into the last, you know, 30 minutes with you. And uh, I gained a lot, you know, and I'm looking so forward to this episode going live and everyone that's listening to really just take in some wonderful insights that I know will help them continue to press their life forward. So you do that for me. You do that for so many people around the world. Mm. You're great. You were great beyond measure. So thank you. Thank, thank you to you. all the listeners. I know you're fired up because Joe, both John and I, like we, when we joined, 
when we join together, like energy on steroids. <laughs> but sadly, this is where we have to say we're out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there you have it. I hope you are thriving and feeling empowered and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Bilyeu says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome sharing energy with you. It's your girl, and I'm 